This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In CISO. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, Season 4, Episode 23. Um, I'm Ben, I'm joined by Maz and I'm joined by Ryan Adset, or Wadset as they call him on Twitter. Um, we have just witnessed <laughs> Brighton versus West Ham and I wish we didn't because I wish I was watching the darts instead. Um, for those of you that lived under rock, there's a guy who's 16 called Luke Little, I'm not sure you heard of him. Um, he's burst onto the scene like Mika Richards no, and he's, taken, he's making a lot of people that don't really watch darts watch darts and i mean during the brighton game i wish i was watching the darts at some point mm. um boys let's talk about the darts that's probably more entertaining have you have you been joining the, have you been enjoying the world at the alley pally guys <laughs> uh i Every i'm a year, mate since i was about 10 <laughs> fair play yeah we, we, actually no go on ryan you go first because you actually do enjoy yeah. the darts ryan is the living proof of project luke literally that went wrong <laughs> I, mate, I actually have a darts board, and actually, funnily enough, um, I got it out. I can't lift it in here because um, I probably make a right mess. But um, yeah, I actually I got it out yes um, earlier today. So my dad sees this because um, he's at work at the minute. I've got the darts board out, and I I need to help putting it up because I, we need to, we need to get on the project Mbappe, but project Luke Littler, mate, because it's never too late. Because I'm telling you right now, that kid ain't sixteen, and um, <laughs> I'm probably younger than him. So I reckon I can do it. Fair yeah, point. Uh, that's true. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not an actual darts fan. However, whenever the, yeah the worlds come come around, I, I do jump on the bandwagon. I won't lie. It, it is yeah. just really entertaining. You know the one eight hundred and eighty, and yeah, just like the quality of darts yesterday, the day before, like Luke Humphreys yesterday yeah. was just on flames. Was it six nil we won yesterday? And then of course yeah, Lukey Little, cool hand Luke. Uh, Cool and Luke. I know. Um, yeah, and Luke Littler, he was unbelievable. Um, he's just so good for like, we, I know we don't want to say it, but for a 16-year-old, <laughs> he is incredible. Um, 16? Yes. So, yeah, as a Do casual. You know he's 16. That's <laughs> mental. <laughs> uh, well, you learn something new every day, Ryan. You learn something new every day. Also, he's 27. Um, oh, he's 27. Oh, no, mate, Sorry, did you know? Crazy. Oh, you go. You go, Ryan. <laughs> so he, is, he is 27, Ben. That's yeah, it. That's like, that you're, you're spot on. <laughs> No, I was going to say, yeah. did you know Dan Burns six foot seven, but it's gone flat now. So now I've got to make a Sorry. dead joke after that. <laughs> oh, almost no. like put the pressure on me to make a rubbish joke. Ben That's White right. played for Leeds, mate. Who knew? Like, yeah, let's get off this I'll subject. bring it back. 
I'll bring it back. Obviously, Luton away end. Um, also, the former Atletico Madrid stadium they used to have a motorway underneath it. I don't know if you guys knew. Will Still as well. Um, he used to get yeah, fined Will's every single time he was management. Um, yeah. Also, the slow motion guy. I don't know if you saw that video. That's probably another one of them. But let me just quickly say, he's Mate, Luke apparently Littman's Matoma be... has, a, oh, has a thing in a dribble. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's insane. <laughs> If you're not, if I'm you don't so know any sorry. of these, you've like, all lived under a so rock. Sorry. Yeah, I do apologise. Uh, last one though, yeah, he's he's actually 17. Luke Littner uh, on the 27th of Jan. I was doing my research today, um, so we can finally use the in betweeners meme of him going, "You're 17." Yeah, just look a bit older. There's looking older, then there's that. So you actually can't use that when that happens. Um, one last thing on the darts before we get onto the boring football. Um, even my mum requested to watch the darts during. Um, during dinner, which was just insane. Like, shout out mum for doing that because we, she was going, she was reacting to every single dart that was thrown and we all look at each other like, what the fuck is going on? Like, if you told me a week ago that my mum was going to be reacting to the darts whilst right. dinner, which is sacred in our household, you can't be watching TV or get the phones up. She wanted the laptop on the table to watch darts. It's the magic of the cup, Ben. It's the magic it of the cup. Brilliant. It's beauty. Luke Little has brought families together. So shout out to him. Um, <laughs> right, let's move on to the really boring football. Um, I'm sorry if you did go I'm sorry um, oh, so negative oh I am so negative I can't wait for those comments no it was it was promising in the fact that we had all these chances that, that was nice to see but it did feel a bit like um, Graham Potter Brighton the amount of chances we did miss but there's reasons why we did miss those and we'll probably get into them but um, Ryan what did you make of that first half talking about the things that we missed mate and to be fair this is one that I actually did agree to miss um so I was, I was kind of happy about it in the end but um I, I know I'll be a bit positive actually um and the reason I say that is I look at the team that we had out and um this is no disrespect to who we got out there um but it is it is on a pretty much whole second side um and I think that on the basis of that we've got the likes of Jack Kinchwood coming in um you've got Webster back in after so long uh, I had a good game, by the way, not in good fitness either, as the Zerbi said afterwards. Got a stupinian, not fit enough to start, but did because for the sake of the team. When I look at the, the what we've got, I just think you know, fair play. I mean, it's it's the best nil nil that we've probably ever had in the sense of fair play. Look yeah. at what we had. We we had nothing and left. a clean sheet. So it we was, had a clean think, sheet and a clean sheet. But mate, we should have won. We should have won the game, and I think that's what's the credit is. We should have won. Um, and to, to go out with the team that we had, Will on the left wing, um, who's been really good, by the way. Oh, um, mate, it's, it's a great performance. It's a great result, to be honest. This new James Milder, when he doesn't play in defence, is uh, is li- literally like a new signing. I was annoyed that I couldn't come on the last pod, but because I, I really wanted to eat my own words and put, hold my hands up because I've slated him so much. More so the fact that when he's playing in defence, and I've always said probably play him in the field, he's going to be better. But still, it's such a... Such a relief to see him. He's actually still got it because I thought, oh, this guy's finished. But mate, when he's playing left mid, somehow he's like running the show still. It's, he's in, unbelievable for the past two games. Again, when he's not playing in defence where he should be playing at 38 years old. But so, yeah, I just wanted to give him his credit because, again, what, what, a, what a performance. And that link up, Pervisist Opinion. Who knew? Who would have thought? James Milner and Pervisist Opinion linking up on the bright left hand side, Mads. But um, yeah, what have you made of him? the past couple of games and obviously against West Ham. Yeah, yeah mate, against Spurs, he, he was fantastic. And uh, again, yeah, against West Ham, he was brilliant. And I think you both uh, touched on it. Like just to see him in his na- more natural position, I think that's what we needed. And he's just not good enough at left back and, you know, full back, unfortunately. Um, it's just, yeah, uh, it's just not his position. He, he, I don't think he's, I think he played there maybe when he was in his Leeds days, maybe like really back early. I think it was more Liverpool when days. he was there. Was it Liverpool? When he was um, full back, yeah. 
basically, he hasn't played there for a long time. And also, it's just not his natural position, in my opinion. So, yeah, it, he's been fantastic past couple of games. Really good to see him uh, taking that role. My only thing on this is, actually, and I wanted to bring this up for both of you, is, um, with obviously Milner playing, they're playing really, really well. I've been interested to see Dahoud's not had a sniff in the last, basically, since he got sent off, which, in my opinion, I sort of can maybe see why Deserby's done what he's done. But are you both surprised that, yeah, Dahoud's not pretty much seen one minute, I don't think, since... He got sent off against, um, who was it? Uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United, that's it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah, I think it's been pr pretty... Be, oh, no, it was pretty surprising because I feel like he was starting to get good <laughs> in the team. He had like, a, few, a couple of runner games and then he thought, oh, maybe he's going to start featuring a lot more. And then, yeah, he's literally fallen off the face of the earth. Um, mm. God knows what's happened. I don't think he's ever mentioned about it being due to injuries or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's why yeah, I'm perplexed. Really, really strange one. Maybe just because of the, the the injuries that we've got in defence and that sort of thing, maybe we can't afford to have more of a technical player like that and you want someone that's maybe more, I don't know, more defensive, we say Billy Gilmore is than Dahoud, I'd probably say. So maybe you'd edge him that way just to kind of, again, the commentator said it, they, that we're filling, um, what we're putting square pegs in... I don't know what the oh, yeah. saying is, but yeah, it's essentially what, yeah, essentially what we've been doing. I thought maybe who can't get into the team because we've been trying to do that and we've got to make sacrifices with technical players and maybe have more defensive players and that those sorts of positions. I don't know. That could be it. I mean, yeah, and it's also the fact that when you look at Gross, he's not better than Gross, and then you look at Gilmore and he's not better than Gilmore so I think you know to be really really yeah. harsh it's it's just not good enough to be in that in that team at the moment so I think yeah as you say Gilmore's so much better at sort of breaking up the play and dictating it I just don't I, I want to see more from Dahoud um, I think most people probably do and I don't I don't think we've really seen enough from him to to warrant starting let alone really I don't know knocking either of the two My arguably our best players out of the team Hmm. My, my, my only thing is I agree with you both I, I don't think he should be starting at all however not to even come for the bench has surprised me because obviously Yakamoda's been coming off the bench quite a bit now um, and uh, Belaba here and there obviously didn't come on yesterday but he's been coming on as well so it's just yeah I'm just interested like as to why he's not even getting maybe the last five or last ten seeing out the games because he's quite good at well, on his day, he's quite good at ball retention, like keeping the ball. He's quite a slick passer. So I would have thought in, from that aspect, maybe he would have got, got a time. But yeah, yeah, I was just interested because, um, yeah, I haven't seen him play since he got sent off, which I'm not going to lie, that day against Sheffield United, it, it did annoy me a lot. The fact that it, it was a stupid thing to do and he ultimately cost us that game against Sheffield United, um, in my opinion. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is it deserving like punishing him? I don't, I don't know, but yeah. Mm. It's also going to be interesting to see when we do eventually get another midfielder because we're all praying for that we do maybe not in January but probably in the summer there'll be another another person that he's got to get past because you've got to think the next centre mid we buy surely is going to be like a first team ready one because um, I can't see us going on with this sort of midfield if people maybe age and that sort of thing um, yeah surely because we still like we said all the time we still have can still have replaced Caicedo so you've got to think that the next one we bring in is going to be at a high calibre and where where's he going to fit in um, will he be leaving or go on loan? Because I know we got him for a free. Maybe we sell him for a few million back to the Bundesliga. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen for Dahoud unless he gets a run of games through to some injuries maybe. But um, obviously we don't want that to happen. Do you think, Ryan, maybe if it carries on like this, he'll be gone in the summer already? 
Yeah, it's very rare we have a conversation like this, isn't it, really? We haven't really had a player that's come in and just not hit the ground running. Um, But unfortunately, I just don't see it with him, at at the moment anyway. Um, This could come back and completely surprise all of us come April, May. Mm. But um, at the moment, I'd be surprised if it does. Um, But I hope hope for the sake of him and for the sake of the team, he he does surprise me. But um, I just think at the moment, Gilmore's playing very well. Gross is... Now being legend, I just don't see where he gets in that team um, unless he somehow muscles up a little bit and can and can put a challenge in. But at the moment, he's just not that caliber, is he? Really, and yeah. uh, I think if you, he's more of a luxury player, perhaps with a Caicedo, but we yeah. don't have a Caicedo, so unfortunately, he's not there. Mm. Um, let us know in the comments because I think some people might say he probably hasn't had a fair shot, a fair run of games to prove who he is. Mate, I, I probably would sit on yeah. that could side. Be, of it. it could be hard. Yeah, I would. I'd harsh. sit on that side of the market. Maybe he hasn't had the chance to to show what he's got and or had a good run of games. But um, let's get back to the first half. Like, look, we had a, some decent possession at the beginning. Didn't really do too much with it. And then towards the end of the second half, like West Ham really came in and I thought, oh god, this is we're going to concede very very soon. But Jason Steele, who I was surprised to see start, by the way, because I thought maybe you'd put Verbruggen in for the corners with a lot more of a taller team that West Ham have, physical team that West Ham have. But he made a couple of decent saves. I know one of them was Bowen's, which was ended up being offside, but he tipped onto the post. I thought that was a really good save. Shortly after that, I think James Will Prowse had an effort. Um, but yeah, Maz, were you surprised to see Steele start? Or would you just never really know with the Zerbi these days? Yeah, yeah. I think you never really know. But I wasn't actually that surprised considering I thought he had a quite a good game apart from obviously the, the two goals that we conceded. I thought he was pretty good against Spurs in terms of his distribution and just the... Yeah, I thought he... I, I, I couldn't fault him for anything really unless I'm I'm being... Uh, maybe the Davis goal, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but look, in general, I think he had a pretty decent game. I don't think it was like a... He didn't drop like a clanger and you think, oh, let's get Verbruggen back in. Um, so I wasn't surprised from that element. I still would have probably gone for Verbruggen, Verbruggen just because I, I want to see him get more games. I want to get him to see, get more experience. I think he is the future. I think he is the number one Brighton keeper, in my opinion. Um, but I trust Deserby in the fact that if he thinks still right now is better than him, then I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I wasn't surprised as such. Um, and yeah, really good save, like you said, from the Wolf Prowse chance. Um, tipped it onto the post I know it was offside but yeah good save to make and um, yeah getting the first clean sheet hopefully that does him wonders and hopefully just does our whole team uh, that sort of confidence boost just defensively knowing that like Ryan said with a sort of second string outfit we can get a draw albeit against a uh, a very different West Ham side. We have to we have to say they're missing Paqueta and Caduce, who are their two most influential yeah. influential players. Uh, we, we've got to admit, you know, going forward they didn't really offer that much. Um, and yeah, I thought we had we created so many chances. Obviously, the gross chance in the first half, the header. Yeah, I was going to that. either side of the keeper. <clears throat> you know, that happened twice goal. as well. Second half, yeah. Pedro had one where it looks straight at the keeper, and it's so obvious to say, say either side of the keeper and it goes in, and it really does. But we all talk about Ariola in a bit because he was incredible. Um, I did want to mention, yeah, first clean sheet. Ryan, was it because Lewis Dunk didn't start? Probably, you know. The evidence is there. Lewis Dunk didn't start. We get a first clean sheet in the Premier League. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, no, West Ham were offering absolutely nothing. Mate. I don't, they wouldn't have scored if we played another two hours of that football match, to be fair. Um, they, they were there, there for a draw. And that was it. Um, and I, we should have we should have buried them. Really, I mean, I think the the, ch- the chance we had, they say the Jao Pedro one, the Moda one was was criminal. The Gross one in the first half was was awful. I, I think those those sort of moments, 
you've you got to score. Um, and I think Gross gets that header on target and completely the game's different. Uh, I know it was on target technically, but it should have gone in. Um, and he, if he scores that, it's a different game. Um, I thought I thought actually overall, the amount of chances we had, I think we had a 2.58 XG, um, which is very good. I mean, it's, it's very good what we got. Um, so I think we genuinely coached a three or four nil. Um, and I think the, the the clean sheet aspect just down to the fact they didn't do nothing. Um, but I do give full credit to, to, to JP because he's been absolutely brilliant um, mm. alongside Adam Webster, um, who, was, who was really good as well. So it's good to have Webster come in because one thing that really annoys me about the modern social media stuff um, is that when a team gets announced, everyone's just on Twitter bashing the eleven. Um, and they'll just want to hate on Webster. They'll want to hate on someone. They'll be Steel or Webster or something, and then they'll just be bashing and bashing and bashing them. Yeah. Whereas it's just it's just not helpful, is it? Like it's just it's just a bit draining, to be fair. Um, so it's good to see Webster have a good game because he's a great player, as we all know. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we, we had a good we had a good performance. Just on that as well, defensively, I thought shout out to every single like I, I tweeted about it yesterday. Esther Pinyan, the fact that he played what forty five minutes against Spurs. After a massive layoff, coming, you know, getting injured, then getting re-injured in the Europa League game, and then coming back for forty-five minutes uh, against Spurs, I thought he was fantastic down the left-hand side. Jack Hinchwood, again, fantastic. Like Ryan said, Van Hecker, brilliant, uh, and Webster as well. To be to be fair to him, there was a few moments. I'm not gonna lie, he had, he had a few. In the first you half, know, yeah, a he few looked like he was getting where, his legs crossed, <laughs> and, and, and and a few misplaced passes as well. I saw, but again. Credit to him. Again, been out for a long, long time. So, yeah, I think that whole back four or even back five were brilliant last night. And, yeah, credit that, you know, they, the least they deserve was a um, a clean sheet. And also, yeah. I agree with Ryan, we should have absolutely, we should have scored two, three. Uh, we, you know, we, we could have easily have just cut that game, um, put that game to bed. But, yeah, just like you said, uh, Ben, earlier, it was sort of like, you know, reminiscent of the, the Potter days where we created so mm. many chances just... Couldn't put it in the back of the net. Um, so yeah, but again, lots of positives. I don't, I don't want it to be like a negative thing. It's, no, it's I think true. We look, we look way the better team, and That's yeah, it. West Ham just didn't look good at mm. all. Yeah, we had, we had, we stuck. I mean, look point, at it like we this. We had like one seventh in the prem. Yeah, we're sat seventh in the prem. Just got sorry, Ben. We've got a delay, haven't we? Um, sat seventh in the prem. We've just done well against West Ham. We were in form. They're sixth at the moment. We're only three points behind them. We've got so many injuries. It's an absolute joke. I mean, we are by far the worst off, but seemingly the commentators only seem to recognise that West Ham have players out. But here we are. What a surprise. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's, we're in such a good position as a football club. We're in the last 16 of the, of the Europa League. If we had our first team, and, and this, is, this is how I'd look at it through De Zerbi's eyes, is yes, okay, he's got to respect the club. It's what we do. Uh, we sell players. But... He must be livid at thinking. Look at Aston Villa, for example. You know, they're in the top three. They've been fantastic. And the knowledge that we should be and could be competing with them this season up there, you know, with that Champions League sort of spot, um, just if we kept hold of Caicedo, just if we kept hold of McAllister and built on what we had last season. Instead, we've almost taken a sort of step back in terms of personnel. But I think when you look at the way we play, it's... It's as good as it as it has been, and I think that as the Zerbi always alludes to, we've been better this season than we were last season because of what we've had to go through and how much we've had to improve based on what we've got. I mean that nil nil to me, I'm I'm feeling like a win, and that's that's genuinely how it feels on the back of it yeah. for me. And and just quickly as well, um, you, Brian, you mentioned like how well we've played against Spurs. Uh, that first half was one of the best I think I've seen us play for. A, probably all season. And the second half, 
in, in spells, again, we were fantastic. Obviously, few that last 15 minutes was a bit dodgy. But then against West Ham, that second half, they didn't have a sniff. So, like, I think the last two games have shown, we're, I don't want to say we're back, <laughs> you know, to like the, the, the heights of what... But we, we're, we're so much better and we're, we're on track. Yeah, I, I, I'll leave that one to you, Ryan. But no, it, honestly, like, like Ryan said, there's so many reasons to be... Uh, positive. Um, and look, if we beat Stoke, we're in the next round of the FA Cup. We're in Europa. You know, we're doing well in the league, considering, like you said, Ryan, with all the injuries. Like, life's good, man. And, and yeah, it's it's annoying because we played so well against West Ham, like, as in created so many chances and just didn't score. So I think that's where the frustration may lie. But yeah, it's it's all it's all good. We're in a good position. Yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I know we've touched on a lot in the second half, but I guess the main thing from the first half, like you said, Ryan, was Pascal Gross's header. You'd wish it was him assisting Milner, maybe, or him assisting someone else, rather than him having to head it, because he's probably one of the Milner last players you. Milner back post, yeah, Bosch. Um, it would have been good, but it's nice to see someone else trying to assist Gross for once. Uh, some of you don't see that often. Um, Great ball as well. Yeah, very, very good cross. But yeah, Ariola was very good, I'd say. Um, it seems to be the case a lot. Um, I know it was like when we said with the Potter days when we'd have all these chances, but. Why do goalkeepers always turn up for Brighton, the big club? Why does that happen? It's so frustrating because <laughs> you just see these sorts of keepers making mistakes to other teams or not making these saves against other teams. Like Lalana's effort, I thought was a really, really that was a really smart turn and then a really good um, finish. Well, I thought it was going to be a good finish, but Ariola somehow managed to get it. Remembers that he used to play for PSG, acted like he was playing for PSG with that sort of save. Um it just is very, very frustrating when that sort of stuff happens. But Ryan, do you find, or maybe it's the same with every club, but do you find that goalkeepers seem to turn up against us? Oh, mate, that James Trafford performance is still in my head from that Burnley game. I mean, it was it was obscene the amount of saves that guy made. I mean, yeah, Ariola last night was good. I look back on a couple others like Pickford and... You know, we always seem to get the best side of goalkeeper. I don't know what it is. It's probably one of the football conspiracy theories that everyone actually feels. They feel like every goalkeeper's, you know, different level against them. But I must admit, this season, it really does feel like it. I mean, we've had so many opportunities to take wins in games we've drawn. Um, I think Sheffield United as well. We've had so many chances to take quite a lot of wins away, um, which would make the league look a lot different, which is, you know, why I'm so sort of upbeat about last night in that we're still creating all these chances. I mean, look at it this way. We're complaining about the fact that goalkeepers are making so many saves against us, but actually we should be happy about the fact we're creating this many chances still, um, despite how much we've had to suffer because the amount of teams, particularly look at Newcastle as a good example as to, how badly they've performed this season. And they've got an absolute war chest of uh, transfer budget in comparison to us. So 
Um, I think when you look at it into that perspective, we are in that still in that top bracket of teams in the league. Give us January, and it's it's looking good, mate. It's looking very good. So yeah, take it away from that. I'd say from the from the goalkeeper conversation. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the end of this when we reevaluate our season objectives at the end of the right. at the end of the window. And obviously, the I think I, sh- I don't know what you want to say, but I was going to mention the Sarmiento thing, but we could probably save that for later if you've got a point, Maz. No, yeah, no, I was just going to quickly say, don't get me wrong, um, Ariola did play well. However, I would still say, like, there were some chances, like, like uh, Ryan said earlier, for example, Yakamoto, like, he should be getting that on target mm. at least, you know. And again, you could put it down to maybe, roughly, you know, uh, match rust or whatever you want to call what it. What a Yakamoto. story that would have been, match sharpness, 602 days injured. And that yeah. would have been quite the story, wouldn't it? Yakamoda mm. getting the winner right where the Brighton away end is, running over oh. to them, similar to Mope's bicycle kick. I just that would have been yeah. so nice for him and for us, obviously. Seems. Yeah, so yeah, and then that one, and obviously uh, the Hinchelwood chance in the first half as well. Again, he he, done, he couldn't really do much more to be honest. But again, you can maybe say if he'd put it either side of the keeper, that goes in. Of course, like we said, the Pascal Gross. So yeah, as much as Ariola did play well, I think also it was our. It being a bit inept with our finishing, uh, which was frustrating. But again, it's not. It's not. It's not the end of the world. We, like Ryan said, we're creating chances, and I think that's the key thing. If we were, if we weren't creating chances, then you'd be looking, thinking, "Well, we're not creating. So where is a goal going to come from?" But it was yeah. just the fact that we are still creating chances, which is good. It's nice to see. Um, Does anyone Ferguson. know if we've got a recall option in Seema? By the way. Oh, so, that's a very oh, good point. Yeah, it's a great shout. He's playing. Feel- he's on flames, isn't he? Yeah, he Does is. anyone know? Let's remember he's playing yeah, in the SPL though. He's playing in the SPL because we've all seen how that turns out. Odison Edward uh, Edward scored 800 goals in one season for Celtic and look at him at Palace. He's not doing the best of best of things. Um, Seema, yeah, no, to be fair, like some of the goals he has scored have been pretty impressive. But no, the last one, he like chested it over someone, didn't he? And just absolutely spanked it into the goal, um, mm. which is a very good Smashed finish. It, yeah. So uh, I'm just reading mm. up. I'm just It'd checking now. Uh, I think he might be going to AFCON with um where with Senegal and also uh he I think Rangers want to buy him permanently so I don't know I, I, again it doesn't really answer your question right I don't know Mate, he has you know got what? Recall, I'd actually really but... like us to sign Mbappe do you know what I mean so that's <laughs> <laughs> a best know. one I, Simmer, I understand he's having a he's having a good season but I have seen <laughs> I've seen some Rangers fans saying that he's not been the best I know and then someone will comment underneath being like have you not seen the goals he's scoring they're like yeah but it doesn't really tell the full story so we're only seeing some of the goals he's scoring, aren't we, at the end of the day? We're not seeing his full yeah, that's performances. Fair. And again, it is the Scottish Premier League. Yeah. No disrespect, but it is the Scottish Premier League. Um, wouldn't mind him. But yeah, we also had... Sarmiento I'm just looking at numbers, mate, to be fair up front. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought Sarmiento was going to come in and maybe put in... Maybe at least play a few games in January. I don't know how it works. And then potentially go on loan at the end of it. That would have been quite handy. Um that would have made a lot of sense, actually. Why don't we just loan him back to Ipswich at the end of the season? Maybe the squad registration thing was for the Premier so League was playing. I, there was yeah, a few... I think if he plays for us, he can't play again for any other team. I think. Oh, so it's in, like having. In a, oh yeah, I think Brian Owen too. It's like a long term. Yeah, it's like having a short term problem with a long term fix. And for Sabiento's development, I mean, if they're saying we've got Ansu Fati, Karim Matoma, um, I think Enciso back next month. And we've got then Sarmiento to just yeah, sit on the bench in spot for mm-hmm. so Fatty, for example. I mean, it's just going to not be a great situation. Mm-hmm. And especially this move for him, by the way, is so good. To go to Ipswich yeah, with Kieran McKenna, one of the best managers in the in the championship and arguably a Premier League level manager in terms of how he plays. 
It's a, it's a great move, a great, great move. He's going to focus on getting the best out of him whilst competing for winning the championship. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic well, experience. Um, but the way I look at it is what's going on behind the scenes, mate? It's January transfer window. We want a lot of players, if you read Brighton Bubble and OMB HAFC. So, <laughs> I mean, look, all I'm saying is Somerville, I'm, I've got my eyes on you, mate. I'd love to see you be, come in the door because he's, he's a great player. Cry more. Cry more sensio. Um, <laughs> also, also uh, just on, on the whole um, McKenna thing as well, just because you brought him up, we were linked, we're not linked with him, but apparently he's mm. like a, he's like a, future what's, target. What's yeah, future target for us. So, I mean, yeah, to, to be playing under that manager, obviously if we rate him, I, I think a lot of the, the footballing world should rate him if our backroom staff do. So, uh, do you yeah, think we're sweetening him up, Maz? Do you reckon we've gone, look, we want you in a few yeah. years when Deserbi eventually goes to Real Madrid. Um, let, we'll give you Sarmiento, one of our hottest pro- prospects. Just remember us. Remember we've done this for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could maybe, be. maybe. Could be, could be a little Just starting, uh, to go, starting some conversations with him. You never know. Tony Bloom's a mm-hmm. smart man. Tony Bloom NBA, sorry, is a very smart man. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's thinking five steps ahead like he normally does. But Yeah, he, yeah. he's playing 5 he's, chess, isn't he? So he is. Knows? Yeah, he is. That's very true. Um I want to quickly mention Jack Henshawood again because it's interesting because if we had like a full full fit squad, for, for example, or let's say we did sign Sasha Bowie in the summer, for example, just a, a right back that's going to start when Lampsy maybe goes. <laughs> Sasha Bowie coming up again. Yeah, I know, but just using his, him as an example. Okay, let's just say we sign a first team right back in the summer, fast forwarding a few months. Hit Jack Henshawood, where does that leave him? Does he say, right, I'm going to start being a right-back option, or was he going to go, no, I, I want to be playing centre-mid for Brighton soon? Because I know Trent Alexander-Arnold was centre-mid in his youth days and then obviously had to fill in at right-back, ended up being a very, very good right-back, of course, um, moving into midfield for England, sometimes Liverpool as well, more recent games. But, Ryan, I don't know, it's hard to, t- you don't have a crystal ball in front of you, but what do you see happening with Jack Hinshelwood in terms of his positioning and where he fits in this team once we've got a fully fit squad? I mean, it's a nice problem to have as an 18-year-old, put it that way. I mean, as, as someone that's um, only just coming through the academy and we're talking about if he's going to be a right-back, if he's going to be a midfielder, even a left-back. He's, Do, he's we right already, back? So, Do we need a right-back? Do we need a right-back if we've got hand, Jack We can get away with it more, um, probably, than we can at left. But I, I would assume that we're not going to just gamble on Hinchwood to stay fit for the rest of the for, for the rest of the year. Um I'd like to think we go for some somebody of some description because it's, it seems necessary. But to answer your question, I think midfielder is probably him, number eight, is is where Hinchwood I could see him. Um he's got a good eye for goal, um very, very good passer of the ball, keeps the ball well, good driver of the ball as well. I can't see him staying at right back for the longevity just because of I feel like you'd be wasting his talents a little bit as a box-to-box potentially, um, or at least a creative player. Um, but I don't know. I don't know because he's he's a very promising talent, mate. And as I say, to have this problem, to be worrying about where he plays, goes to show the levels of what we've got in front of us. I mean, to have an 18-year-old that can be this versatile is is already a, a rare characteristic. You know, he's like a young Pascal. Yeah. No, that's a good point, actually. Maybe he is the future Pascal that we were always looking for. But, I mean, if he's playing this well at right back and it continues like this, if you're, if you're listening on Spotify, I'm doing the, a graph that's going up and up and up. And if he does do that, then at right back, then why not stick him to right back? This if is, Trent's done it and made a really successful career out of it. This is, this is my, not, not worry as such, because like Brian said, it's, a, it's good to be versatile. 
But my only sort of question would be, yeah, like if you're doing so well at right back, would the manager then not think, well, okay, you're doing so well here. Why would I move you? Why would I put you yeah, exactly. back into midfield? That's my that's my only sort of question mark, I suppose. Um, but no, no, I, I think I uh, see his qualities as definitely in midfield. I think, like, I don't want to copy what Ryan said, but yeah, all his characteristics fit, I think, suit better as a midfielder uh, rather than at full back. But he does such a good job at right back, which is like, yeah, well, no. you're, you're probably thinking, well, why can't he just carry on? being at right back. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really tough one. Uh, and yeah, unfortunately we don't have a crystal ball to see what will happen in the future. But yeah, I just want him to keep, I just want him to keep developing. I think that's the key thing. He's he's developed so much in the last, what, two, three months. And I think it's just key for his development just to keep playing, whether it is at right back, whether it is in midfield, and whatever he feels more natural to, I think he's got to have a big say in as well, just to step up and be like, look, this is where I want to play and not to be bullied by the manager or, you know, by other mm. people with the backroom staff and being like, well, you're going to play here for the rest of your days. <laughs> I yeah. think he has to have a say in as well because a lot of footballers can fall out of love with the game if they're not playing where they want to be or not, you know, doing what they think is true to them. So, yeah, he knows what he wants and what position he needs to be in. And yeah, just keep doing it for his development. Just keep playing him, keep mm. getting him the minutes. Mm. And I think he'll just keep growing and growing. Yeah, and luckily for us, he's a he's a Brighton fan at the end of the day, so he'll probably play anywhere that Zerbi. He'll be happy to play anywhere that Zerbi wants him. But I think Roy Keane said it like no one wants to be a Gary Neville. No one does want to be a right back at the end of the day. You want to be a bit <laughs> higher up the pitch. I Don't mean, Ga just... Gary Neville won a lot of a lot of trophies, so yeah. I and he was on Dragon's Den, so maybe maybe you do. Want <laughs> I'll be a Gary Neville too. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. mind it. Yeah, so you'll right. be on, you'll be on Dragon's Den. That, that's that's as far you as get as Gary Neville, I think, because. Um, I don't. I haven't seen your football ability. Actually, this last saw you post a video on Twitter the other day of you when you oh, were like bad. fourteen. You ping the ball in the top bins. <laughs> fourteen, you know, first. Uh, no, okay, cool. I well, how old, how old were you? No, I don't want to answer. You. <laughs> how old were you? I was. Um, hang on, let me think. 19, 18? 18. 19, 18, 19. Fucking hell. <laughs> You're the opposite of Luke Lissner, mate. That's reverse. Yeah, there you go. No, waves. No, I just, mate, put me on free kicks. I'm all right. I'm early. But yeah, the rest of it, Fez. I haven't really played football in a long time. But maybe if the people want to see a Seagull social charity event, we might be there. But um, until that point, oh, um, you might yeah. be able to see what, what, the what position do you play, Ryan and, and Ben? What positions do you play? Oh, anyway, I'm Stephen Owls. I mean, I don't anymore. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, again, that I've got the point where I've had to answer after an awkward thing. Like Ben's just said something like that. And I'm just, that was like, a yeah, good, again. no, I gave you props. Um, it was a very good know. strike. You had like a mad technique. Like it, it looked, yeah. Oh, did you? To it, yeah. I, I didn't hear it because I've got such a delay. So all I heard was you looked 14 and then I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, probably, uh, probably a, a, a winger is where I play when I was like younger in school and stuff. But I haven't really played since I've been in school and stuff, to be honest. But I want to really bad I miss playing football man it's so bad but we need to we actually should do that that's, that's the content people want to see some Chris MD Albion content it's what people want to see I've got a five side pitch near me when I'm in when I'm moving but so this is going to be by the way the last podcast I do I think um, and we could film there to be fair Jack Albion plays there every actually I'm not going to say every what day is because people might want to follow him but um, he plays there every week uh, <laughs> on a certain day that ends in Y um so yeah, we could get him involved, stick him in goal, because I don't know if he's any good by looking at his Instagram videos or Twitter videos when <laughs> playing football. He just goal hangs and pokes it in. I mean, I like to fancy myself. Jack Albion, of course. Um, I like to fancy myself. Ben's just going two-footed into everyone here. <laughs> That's what I do, mate. I'm I a centre-back now. I hope you're good. I hope you're good, mate. Ben, <laughs> all this chat. 
Oh, mate, I'm solid. Absolutely solid. Do you know what it is? Mate, if there's a football challenge and Ben doesn't win, it this podcast then becomes yeah. absolutely a I didn't say I'm a striker, did I? <laughs> Everything that you've said. <laughs> Clip it up. Ben talking about football, yeah? The next time, if we ever do a football video, I want everyone to use it when Ben inevitably loses. Get me at centre-back. I'm no nonsense. Shane Duffy. Bash! That's me. <laughs> that is me. And also the drinking as well, um, similar to uh, Shane Duffy. <laughs> Going out all the time. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that. Um, yeah. Suchek had a really good opportunity to win it for West Ham. Um, but God knows how he Luke missed Little it. being 16 and Ben drinking alcohol. What? Never knew that. Um, but yeah, I think that's basically it from the game. There wasn't really much to it, but hopefully we made it as entertaining as possible. Uh, Ryan or Maz, have you got anything else to say before I pack up my room and go? Just, um, yeah, we should have won yesterday. That's about it, really. We should have won the game, but we didn't. Uh, we'll take a clean sheet. We move on to Stoke. Uh, and then, yeah, life's all good. Keep rocking. <laughs> life's a roller coaster, isn't it, Ryan? It is. It is. 2024. I see what it's got for us. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see what January's that's got for good, us first. That's a good um, idea, Ryan. Um, let's talk about that. What is happening for Brighton in 2024? Ryan, you go. Europa League final in May. So we've got to get them t- tickets for Dublin sorted out. Um, Do you know what? Without sounding like a completely delusional guy, it's not even impossible. Um, so Europa League final is possible. Um, as long as we finish this season in the top eight and retain this position at least, then that's good. Um, and I couldn't care less about the FA Cup this year, to be honest. So if we, if we get knocked out against Stoke, it won't bother me at all. Uh, Andy Naylor can win the uh, Albion Derby. So <laughs> the if he, Derby. If he, uh, yeah, the Naylor Derby. But yeah, I, I, I think that's the, the short term till June next year. Who knows, mate? If if the Zerbi stays, we get a few signings in. We're, we're as I said earlier, we're a very, very good team, a very good team, and we're in very, very, very good hands. Um, I don't think anyone quite. I know we all say it, but I don't think anyone quite appreciates it enough when you look around you and. and you see what teams are trying to do. Look at Chelsea, for example, and Newcastle, for example. Don't buy you anything. I think that's what's really important to think of. I mean, Chelsea—that's a whole an unbiased conversation aside. It's why that fails. I don't think it takes a genius to see. So, I think that's why we're in good hands. And twenty twenty four will be a good one. I think. Love that. <clears throat> good answer. Yeah. I, uh, 2024, yeah, I'm going to go with, do you know what? We're going to be playing Champions League football in 2024. Shut the fuck up. You heard, you heard it here first. But on that note, roll the credits. You know what? I'm, not even, I'm not even unreasonable, mate. It's I'm, being, I'm, being dead, I'm being deadly serious. I'm being deadly serious. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. No, why not? Why not? Why, why can't we play Champions League football in 2024? Answer because... me that. Well, I'm just going to be a realistic, and this is my brain. Call me, call me negative, but I don't think we're going to win the Europa League, and I don't see us finishing in the top five. Yeah, that's fair. You don't finish in top five, like top no. five is top. Like, okay, so say, 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 no say put, okay, scenario, scenario. We we get we get dumped out of the Europa League, right? which I don't want to happen at all. But we make really, really good signings. All of our best players come back and fed, barring Solly. And then we've got the end of this season against teams. Who's even around us at the minute? I mean, we're better than, we're better than 
um, Newcastle at the moment. We're better than Chelsea. I remember when I said something on here saying about Newcastle, saying that they're um, just, uh, what was I saying about Eddie Howe? I think I said that they're passion merchants and you guys laughed at me. Um, here we go. So we've got Manchester United. We're better than them at the minute. West Ham, we proved last night we can be. Newcastle aren't better than us at the moment. Chelsea aren't better than us at the moment. Wolves aren't better than us at the moment. So they're, they're, that's, that's the majority of the underneath the fifth. And then Spurs are Spurs, aren't they? Let's face at it. At the moment, as you, you're saying, at the moment, at the moment. Okay. Change. At the moment, we're in our worst spot in about a year. We're in our worst spot in about a year, apart from when Potter left. So we're, we've got so many injuries. We're, we're, we're competing with United, Newcastle, Chelsea, Wolves, West Ham, Tottenham when we've got all of our injuries that we've got at the moment and pretty much no squad. We've got no fullbacks. No, we had one centre-back yesterday. The other one came back after an injury. And we're still seventh. <laughs> and we're only eight points off fifth, which isn't that much, to okay, be honest. Give me early Haaland the and I'll, four or five then we'll probably get fifth. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly um, spin it back and pull it back. Okay, I'm gonna say Bryson in 2024 will get a top seven finish. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that top seven finish. Uh, any any place from fifth to seventh, I'm gonna go with. And um, yeah, we're massive. So have some of that. I'm gonna say we're gonna finish. I think I said eighth recently, but maybe I think we'll finish seventh. I think we'll get, this is me being hopeful, I think we'll get to the semi-final of the Europa League. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Right. What's happening to Brighton in 2024? Yeah. yeah, let's throw it into the comments. Um, all right, brilliant. going to get battering again. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> hung over in here, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually not hung over today. Can you believe it? Do? Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe someone commented Can saying, how unprofessional turning up so uh, turning up um, uh, yeah, hung over to a podcast. Have you not seen the 161 other episodes, mate? Have you not? Because it's it's quite a regular <laughs> occurrence, pal. Yeah. I know, but, <laughs> but apparently that was the worst one. But I didn't even feel that bad that day. So who knows? Um, sorry, that was just bantering. I appreciate you watching that episode, but sorry. To, it's not unprofessional to turn up hungover. It's just my character. If you don't like it, then fuck it up. <laughs> anyway, on that character now. That's what it is. <laughs> this is anyway. great. I don't think I've seen Ben do this before. <laughs> anyway, Amazing. that was episode 163 or four, 164, I think. So you've been enjoying them like we have. Thank you very much. Like, subscribe, leave us a rating on Spotify and Apple, and we will see you after the Andy Naylor Derby, Stoke City. Peace. Andy Naylor Derby. Tag him in the comments. <laughs> away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.